this is Let's Talk Chattanooga Real Estate, the podcast where we cover home buying, home selling, home improvement tips and ideas, market trends and developments, and investing in real estate. If you own real estate in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, or want to own real estate here, then you're in the right place. Let's Talk Chattanooga Real Estate is hosted by Blake Watson, a real estate agent and investor in Tennessee and Georgia, brokered by EXP Realty, LLC. Welcome to the Chattanooga Real Estate Podcast. I'm Blake Watson, a licensed realtor brokered by EXP Realty, LLC. And today we have with us Bo Ferger, a partner at Fisher Bay, and Allie Ferger, with EXP Realty LLC. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. I've got a father-daughter combo here in the studio, so it's great to have y'all. Tell us about the project that you're working on at the Flatiron. Well, the Flatiron is a unique property. Just by the name itself, you'll get an idea, just like the New York building called the Flatiron, our building is a triangle, and it's located on the corner of Georgia and Walnut downtown. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when we found the building, which was back in 2021, we were looking at uh, purchasing or acquiring different properties. Um, the building was an office complex. Office complex, certainly during the COVID time frame, there were lots of people that started working from home. So office complex wasn't the highest you know, in-demand property. So we looked at it and said, you know, people are wanting to live in the urban style living. And it's happening more and more. And Chattanooga is a great example of how people have been moving to the downtown areas. We looked at the building and said, what would, what would be a great solution for Chattanooga is to take an old, charming building. This building was built in 1911 and take that building and convert it and convert it into condominiums so people can do both live and work in the downtown area. And so that was kind of our goal. When we found the building, it was kind of an 80s style building that had been re- renovated back in 1986 by the last owner. It was charming for the 80s, but it wasn't charming for the 2000s. So it needed to be changed. Um, it's the, the Flatiron itself has an amazing history. 1911 is when it was built. Um, it actually was owned by Sam Reed, who at, owns the Reed House downtown, which is very famous. Just had a right. massive renovation, over $30 million to renovate. It's a gorgeous building. He actually lived there on that property prior to building that building. And he was actually, at the time, trying to diversify some of his investments and was interested in uh, doing exactly what, uh, what the Lupton Group did, and that was build an apartment complex. Right across the street, what now is like a little park, which is on the corner of Macaulay in Georgia, there was an apartment complex called the Elizabeth Apartments. Okay. And so uh, Lupton, uh, J.T. Uh, Lupton, at the time, had built that building, and it was actually technically probably a little bit higher than the than the Flatiron is today. Um, he said, "Well, that's a great idea. I'm going to build an apartment complex." So he built the apartment complex right next to it. You know, these both these families, the Reed and the Luptons, were well to do in Chattanooga, and uh, so he took that lead and built this building. It originally was about had about 27 apartments. Now, Art, we're going to have 15 condos. So you can imagine these were, I would call them in today's world, micro-apartments. Oh, right. Very, right. very small to fit 27 in this building. And this, and the bottom levels were still uh, commercial. Okay. So uh, that's how kind of the origin of, of how it happened. Interestingly enough, the same designer who was Charles E. Uh, Bearden, he was the designer of the Elizabeth Apartments next door, and they hired him to do the, the style of this building. But 
because the property was in the triangle state, they said, well, this will be interesting. We're going to kind of give it an, as an homage to the New York building, the Flatiron. And that's how the concept came about. Now, it doesn't have the same facade external look that the one in New York does, but they kind of kept very uh, clean, sleek sidewalls, very geometrical. But they kept what, what we call the doghouse, which is this end piece, which is all glass, mostly glass on the end of it. That's, that was done also in New York. So they built this little end piece, which is down at the bottom. People that drive by are like, I wonder why that little piece is right, there. Right, right. That was just an homage to the, to the property in New York City. So it still exists today, and we're gonna we're gonna keep that little uh, again. I'm probably inappropriately calling it the doghouse, <laughs> but it's just this little little piece like a that little just hangs out. Or something. Originally in 1911, it was actually a cigar shop, and below that, because the all the streets in Chattanooga used to be lower than they were because they were all built up because of flooding. You used to be able to walk down to the bottom. It was an ice cream shop. So okay. there's quite a bit of history on like the use of the building. You know, people were. We're walking these areas, and it was basically an area where everybody, everybody frequented. So, uh, so anyway, it's pretty. It's an amazing building. It is a hundred percent brick structure. Back then, it was brick, and they used timbers to to basically hold up the floors between it. So, there's no, there wasn't any steel girders and wow. those kinds of technology. Wow. Yeah. That was just starting in that time frame in that era, the steel. But this was all brick. So, in the bottom. You're going to find what's called a four-course brick, where the brick is four four bricks wide, and okay. then it goes it gets smaller and smaller and gets all up to a three-course at the very top. But there's an amazing amount of work that that has been done on the building to kind of take care of those kind of structural issues, and we'll get into that, I'm sure, in a bit. What a, a neat story and neat history for that building, and I love that y'all are reimagining it. And turning it from how many apartments was it? It's going to be fifteen condominiums, and it's the it's the upper three floors. Okay, uh, so yeah, the, fifteen so, condos, but there were uh, a oh lot originally, of, yeah, originally it was like twenty seven. Twenty seven. So, so I you don't cut it in half almost. It's yeah. just about cutting in half, and I've <laughs> got to imagine back then that was probably shared uh, restrooms on floors and oh, those right. kinds of things because there's just not enough room to put restrooms per. It probably, like when I say micro apartments, it was probably felt more like dormitory. Yeah, yeah. It, tell me about the common areas. Like the, I know you have restored a lot of the, the hallways, the entryway, things like that. It's very interesting. What we've done on the outside is we've beautified the brick. We've kept all the original brick. We have changed all the windows out into modern windows. So we've got the classic look of the building, but along with modern aspects to it. So if you were to go in the building and go into one of these condominiums, what you're going to find is very modern because the structure of the building itself was one where we needed to redo it. I mean, it's it might as well be considered a new build, except for the structure of the building as a yeah, building. Right. But it had to be completely redone from, from scratch. And in, unfortunately, in the 80s, a lot of the work that was done in the office complex, they didn't keep things like the natural brick. We would have loved to have exposed a lot of the brick, but a lot of that had plaster all over it. So there was just no way to remove the plaster. So the interiors are very modern. If you were to go in the elevator, which has been renovated, the halls are completely fresh and brand new. It has a very modern feel. So it's a modern mix with the classic 1911-style building. Of course, as part of that style includes its triangle. So there's no such thing as – there's no apartment that's the same. Right, the, right. You, could, you cannot cookie-cutter this building. So I would consider it to be unique living as well. So it's been modern mix with with kind of old style with very, very unique. And the building itself has 151 windows. 
It's a huge number of windows. So if you think about each one of these apartments has an amazing view, whether or not you're looking towards the main downtown area or you're looking off towards the memorial or even the pinnacle of this looks out to Lookout Mountain, everybody has a great view. Yeah. And and if you're sitting in the apartment, you're going to be able to see through probably at least three windows at any one time. Which just gives you this feel of kind of like I'm I'm there with the outdoor, even yeah. though you're in an urban setting. So it's it's unique for sure. The thing that really strikes me is the shape of the building. As you said, nothing's really squared off. Yeah, like you said, there's not um, a single condo that's the same. I mean, they when you go floor to floor, they uh, do kind of mimic. But when you're on uh, one floor, each unit, there's five units on on a single floor, they all differ. So um, there are some units that it gets really unique. There are sharp corners and there's even a unit that has nine consecutive windows down this really long hallway. And so they had to be really out of the box to optimize this space um, and make it really livable and luxury with kind of, you know, working with the shape of the building. So it's really cool and you have lots of options. Options. The Flatiron was placed on the National Register of Historic Places, Very National good point. Park Service. That's exactly right. How did you work with that? What what goes on? Well, there? actually, the previous uh, the seller who had owned it for 29 years prior to, to us uh, acquiring it, they had put it on the registry in July 23rd of 2020. Okay, so it was already on, put on the register just as we were getting ready to acquire the property. We didn't have to do anything to take advantage of that. That's just on the registry. I mean, I think any building over 100 years old you can put on the registry. The good news was it had no restrictions to what we had to do. If we had wanted to use um, a government grant or something, there would have been imposed restrictions on what we could have done with the building. But it's just like some of the other great properties that are around in the downtown area. Um, It's nice to be able to put a plaque and say we have an homage to the fact that this is a historic building and we've tried to maintain a lot of those aspects of the building. Absolutely. One of the things that you were talking about, the exterior and the construction i know you had a battle with some brick up toward the top Can we you did tell us about that we did when we were going through the process of doing diligence on buying the building we were up on the roof and we were kind of looking at what's called the parapet now a lot of people probably don't know what the parapet is but if you know what a cornice is cornice is that area on older buildings that kind of hangs out uh directly off of a building the wall space or the the area above the cornice is called the parapet. So when we leaned over the side of the building and looked at the brick... From the roof. From the roof. Okay. <laughs> uh, we found out that some of that wall or the parapet area was leaning at 23 degrees off. It should be straight 90 degrees. Right, right? 90. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was leaning 23 degrees off towards the street. And there was even evidence of bricks working their way out. Now, if it weren't for the cornice, which was catching the debris... This would have been on the street, and you can only imagine the liability of having any brick coming off of a (laughs) five-story building. Just, it's a problem. Right, right. So So what did you do? Well, so we had to basically take the entire parapet around three of the the four walls, let's say. Um, We had to go get a crew that put up scaffolding. And this this scaffolding was amazing. It could, we were told it could hold like eight cars up there. It was so strong. Wow, wow. They literally drill through the building, attach the scaffolding to the building, and the scaffolding all in one piece in kind of a horseshoe can go up and down the building and hydraulics up and down. It's pretty amazing. Wow. So they built this structure around the building, and then we they went up there, and they tore down the brick uh, probably about you know six or seven feet and then rebuilt it back up. Okay. 
And so, uh, so now it's in fantastic shape. Not only did we do that, but we took a hundred percent of the the wonderful fascia brick um, that's kind of classic to this building, and we anchored all that brick on the entire building. So this building is going to be lasting another hundred years, yeah, not yeah. without any problem. So while it was kind of unforeseen to do that work, we're glad we did it. The building just looks gorgeous. The brick looks wonderful. And we know that it's all stable and structurally good. Yeah, it's a good, solid building. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what you've done with the interior homes. Like we said, there's 15 condos. Uh, the square footage ranges from uh, 700 to 1,500 square feet, give or take. We have one bedrooms and two bedrooms. So you can really be... A bachelor who wants to live downtown, or if you want more space and have a small family, you can also have that opportunity downtown too. So uh, we have secured parking. Uh, Each condo will have one parking spot in the secured lot um, off of Walnut Street. And then um, there is a gym. So we're going to have, I think it's about 800 square feet uh, gym where... Uh, they can go down and ha- only have access. Uh, they'll only have access to the gym. So there's a couple different things. There's a lobby as well. Um, they'll ha- there that will be furnished for them. Uh, they'll have uh, smart access. Um, if they have guests, they can uh, help them come in remotely from their phone. It's uh, uptown living. You're close to pretty much any of the great restaurants downtown. Uh, you can walk to the bridge, Coolidge Park. Come home after a concert at the Memorial Auditorium exactly. or the Tivoli. Oh, yeah, right yeah. across from that. And like uh, was mentioned before, the views are great. You have the steeple off of Georgia Avenue. You have the dome building. Um, you have Lookout Mountain. And so through every single window, you really have an amazing, unique view. You can't get anywhere else. Very cool. Now, you mentioned the gym. So is that a private gym just for the folks that live there? Well, it's <laughs> for anybody that's an occupant of the building. Okay. So we're going to open it up for both the the commercial oh, and sure. the residential tenants of that building, but not for outside. So the whole thing, you know, we have access control we've put into the whole building. So it's all keyed and locked down, which is nice. Uh, so you just can't walk in from the street gotcha. and, and get access to it. So the commercial space, do you have any vision for what's going to be there? I mean, We don't really know. Um, in the past, the building has been heavy attorneys, and that would be make logical sense because you're just one block away from the courthouse. So that might be some of the future. Um, the old Flatiron Deli, which was there for many, many, many years. Yeah, I ate there quite um, a few times. It's now a smaller space because we use part of the deli as the gym. Okay. So uh, it probably would be useful for something like a small coffee shop or um, small little winery or something like that might might want to be as a, a tenant there because it's got access to the street on Walnut. So we don't completely know, but we do know it'll probably be a, a mix of different style tenants that will want to be there. Tell us about the neighborhood. I mean, we know it's downtown Chattanooga. It's in the heart of all the stuff, as you were saying, Allie, tell us about the other projects you have going or, or the vision that you have for that area. Well, Flatiron was the first purchase from us as Fisher Bay in Chattanooga, but we kind of had a larger vision than that. Other areas of downtown have kind of named those areas, like the West End hotels that have arrived there and lots of great eateries. We believe that because of the types of buildings that are on Georgia, that area should be kind of designated as historic corridor. And the reason being is because if you just take the age of the buildings, they were all early 1900s. And some, like the dome building, is was uh, 1892. So historically, there's just a great old architectural buildings that are being utilized right now for a variety of purposes. Flatiron, obviously, is condominiums. 
the dome building right now is uh, office. We decided to make our next purchase be the dome building. So we own the dome building as well. We literally, if you had a, a little zip cord, you could go between buildings from <laughs> roof to roof because they're just across the street from each other. Right. We have visions for the future of that, possibly including new multifamily that might appear in that area near the dome. Right up from the dome and from the Flatiron, if you go up Georgia towards the courthouse, we purchased what we call the historic portfolio, which is the Hogshead building and the Fitzgerald building. Those are both multifamily and that, we think, is a great addition to have an office complex starting at the bottom of the dome, having condominiums and office in the Flatiron, then go all the way up to the Hogshead and Fitzgerald, and you have apartments. Apartments there. So it's okay. the whole kind of mix of, like, what should a neighborhood look like, a different variety of people that could be in there. And we also own the office space between Hogshead and Fitzgerald. And that right now has got restaurants and a coffee shop and uh, a little winery in there. So there's a lot of options for growth in that corridor. We think that's going to be one of the next great hotbed areas of Chattanooga. Is like, I want to be urban living, but I want to also kind of be part of this historic change that's happening where I want to be downtown. I want to live in some cool spaces, but I want to have access to everything. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I mean, it's it's really been exciting to watch you guys work on this area and specifically on the Flatiron. As a longtime Chattanooga resident, being in the area for all of my life, really, I just love seeing the work being done and the improvement being made and the feeling of neighborhood that's coming out of that. What a great contribution to our community. So thank you for that work. Yeah, well, one step at a time. So Allie, walk us through the front door of the Flatiron, Flatiron Heights now. What are we going to see when we come walking through the front door? Yeah, so you're going to walk in and see original hardwood. So we're going through the lobby. Uh, there is that 1911 hardwood. It's I think it's called Tiger Oak. Um, and it's all being restored at the moment. Um, and so they did a really good job of making sure they saved as much as they could. Originally in the lobby, actually, they were pulling up the carpets from this uh, 1980s remodel. They they laid down green carpet, and I think there was even green carpet on the walls at one <laughs> point. And so they started, you know, doing demo, pulling up uh, this green carpet, and there was this beautiful penny tile. And I think they are keeping some of the penny tile that they were able to save that actually has flat iron heights spelled out with the different uh, colors of the penny tile. We weren't able to save what was in the lobby, but they did replicate it. So they used the same kind of style. And uh, they're redoing all of the wood. You're going to go into that lobby feeling like it's brand new, but you're still going to have the feel of, uh, you know, the historic building. So you're going to go into which you could either take the grand stairs, the grand stairs, the grand stairs. So it's all wood. And back then you can tell they really took time in uh, the craftsmanship. And so all of that's still there. So I call it the grand stairs because there is just detail on detail um, in the stairway. So there's three floors. When you walk into the lobby, that's technically the second floor. So you have floor three, four, and five. Each floor has technically the same kind of layout. So five condos per floor. It's from either X01 or X05, and that's the different style. When you walk in, you're going to see engineer hardwood floors. You're going to see quartz countertop. Everything is done to the T. It's They really spent a lot of time. They had uh, Becky from Billingsley. She did an amazing job picking out all of the finishes and really had in mind 
the kind of where the building has come from and the, the history. So we do have two different, op- we did have two different options and styles that she put together, kind of more of a darker feel and one uh, as a lighter feel. So we do have both of those in the building, but you're going to mostly see uh, glass showers. We even have in one of the bigger units kind of a wet room. So you have this gorgeous tub inside of where the shower area will be, um, a soaking tub, all brass finishes. Everything is is amazingly done. Great, great space. Well, the, the modernization idea is what I think people expect. Mm. And when you talk about like what we've done also is we've made them smart apartment ready. So what that means is we've got the front door to the unit has got a smart lock on it. The uh, thermostat is a smart thermostat. And we also have a lot of the, the controls for the lights are actually all smart lights. Okay. So what that means is somebody, if they want to, now they can go up there and they can dim a light like they used to and just you know move the slider up and down. Or they actually can use their phone to do all those things themselves. Just because it's an old building doesn't mean you shouldn't have all the amenities you'd expect from right. from a new build. And it really is. It's a new build with new technology and new everything, but you just get the charm of the old building. Well, it's been great having y'all on the show today. Is there anything else that uh, you need to share with us about this or any other project you want to tell us about? Just kind of watch out for Fisher Bay. We're we're here and we're making changes and and hopefully what we're doing is improving the livable environment for for Chattanoogans. And we're starting right here in what we call the historic corridor. So we're excited about the possibility of what comes next. And the Flatiron is just one part of that. So thanks for having us, Blake. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. And now, if someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that, Bo? Easiest way is probably just to email me at bo at Fisher Bay. That's just B-O. Don't have many more characters to deal with. So <laughs> bo at Fisher Bay. At Fisher Bay. And Allie, how would someone reach you? I think the best way is email, too. So it's Allie at Ferger.com, A-L-I at F-E-R-G-E-R.com. And, and online, my Instagram is uh, Allie Ferger Realtor. Um, that's where I post all of my all the listings and updates on the Flatiron. Well, thanks again for you both being here. I am Blake Watson. I'm an agent with EXP Realty LLC. My mobile phone, if you want to reach me, is 423-315-1815. And my brokerage office phone is 888-519-5113, extension 1241. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Blake Watson and on Instagram as Rock and Roll Blake. My website is realestatebyblake.com. Please subscribe to the show and listen next week for more great Chattanooga real estate information.